Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ethan's Thoughts. Today, so in my current time of life, I have just completed a sitcom that I have been watching with my wife. I started watching it before we were married, but we finished it together. She's already seen it probably like three times, but I've officially finished it for the first time. New Girl. Very funny show. Lots of laughs. And it got me thinking, since I just finished it, one of the identities of Ethan's thoughts is ranking episodes. And so why not rank my top 10 sitcoms of all time? So that's what we're going to do today. We are going to be ranking my top 10 sitcoms of all time. These are the best of the best. I don't think there's much opinion to it. If you enjoy my list, make sure to let me know. Subscribe to the podcast or follow the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, give it a five-star rating if you don't mind. And remember, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Ethan C. Glenn for our live episode coming up here in just a few weeks. September 9th, 11 a.m. Live episode of Ethan's Thoughts, episode 50. Make sure to be ready for that. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. So this list wasn't the easiest thing to do. This list took a lot of time. This list took a lot of patience, decision-making. But here we are. I've officially made my top 10 sitcoms list. Now, let me tell you, number 10 does not mean, you know, it's not, this isn't one of those where like, there's so many sitcoms in this world. And normally... When you think of a top 10, you think of number 10 being the worst, number one being the best. And to where that is still true of this list of these 10 sitcoms, 10 and others is my least favorite. And number one, and them are my, the ones are my favorites. However, because there's so many, I feel like it's still a big deal if you're in the top 10. So if I say your favorite sitcom at number 10, which I probably could. Just be be all right with it. It's okay. It's still in my top 10. So without further ado, let's get into this. First one, number 10. We're going to start at 10, go all the way up to my favorite sitcom. The Big Bang Theory. So the reason this one isn't higher is I have no doubt in my mind that this is one of the funniest sitcoms that's ever been made. The reason it's not higher on my list is because I've never actually like fully sat down and watched it. And I know you're probably thinking, how could you have put it on your list if you've never even fully watched it? Well, I've seen a couple of episodes. I've seen clips on TikTok. And from what I've seen on a couple of episodes here and there for many years, my clips I see on TikTok of funny moments, I had just understanding reality that this is one of the best sitcoms that have been made, one of the most popular, went for a long time. I I give its props and I like what I've seen. Will I eventually sit down and watch it? Yeah, probably. From start to finish. I just gotta finish the one I was on. But this show is funny. It's weird. It's quirky. And I think that's why it's my number 10. And I have to respect its longevity. You know what I mean? So I think that's cool. So number 10 is The Big Bang Theory. I think Sheldon's hysterical. So 
Number 10 is a good pick for them, especially considering I've never actually watched fully the show. Number nine is probably the longest running sitcom of all time. There's been no other show that's ran as long as this show. In terms of like a sitcom, I think there's other shows who have had a similar tenure, but not like this. And that is The Simpsons. Simpsons are funny. I don't care what you say. And I try not to like get into stuff that has like really sensitive humor. So like at times, you know, like family guy and stuff like that. It's not really my show. There's times I laugh, but the Simpsons, I feel like I could just play it on, put it on the background. I'm laughing. I could be distracted by something else and it catch my eye and I'm laughing. And I've watched a lot of episodes. I watched a lot in college where I just sit in my room and watch the Simpsons. And I think they're funny. Bart Simpson is funny. Homer Simpson is funny. They're all funny. And you got to give it its props. It's been around for 600 years since the beginning of television. So Simpsons are number nine. I think that's a good list. I'll have a lot more to say when I get into that top. Looking at the list, when I get into that top six, top five, I'm going to have a lot more to say. Number eight is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the OG one, not whatever this new one is. I think it's just called Bel-Air or something. Will Smith, dude, that show was hysterical. That show was hysterical. And you can't tell me it wasn't. And come on, like we all know the iconic theme song. Now this is a story all about, it's iconic, literally iconic. So the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is funny. Carlton is hysterical. Uncle Phil. I mean, I just remember watching this show when I was younger. And this show was hysterical. And I still go back. And if I see an episode, if I'm scrolling through the TV and I see an episode, I'm like, mm, let's watch some Fresh Prince. Yeah. They did that little reboot type thing. I'm not interested in that. No offense, but I'm not. I haven't watched one second of it. But the OG Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, dude goes crazy. I'm not going to do it for you guys, but I do have full memory of the entire theme song. Just saying. So Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is number eight. Probably could be number seven. And when I mention what number seven is, you'll understand. And number seven is Seinfeld. I think this is an OG sitcom. I think it's one of the first big, big sitcoms that probably started a lot of what we know about sitcoms. Seinfeld was hysterical, and I just think it gets overlooked a lot because it's just a little bit older. But, I mean, I'm just telling you, Jerry Seinfeld was hysterical. Michael Richards, Kramer, I mean, it was just so much, so funny to watch. And I got to remember watching it with my dad. This was a sitcom. He grew up watching some, and so it was something we did a couple of days. went nine seasons. Look at them. And it was, it was just hysterical. It was just hysterical. And I think other than the Simpsons, double check this just to make sure. Okay. Yep. The Simpsons and Seinfeld start at the same exact time. Let's just make that known. 1989. 
and the Simpsons are still going. So that's kind of impressive. So Seinfeld is one of the OGs. It's awesome. It's hysterical. And I'm super glad I've watched it. And it it's not one that I like remember watching this all the time so much of. However, I really enjoyed watching it when I did. And because of the sentimental memories it gave me watching it with my dad. Number seven is where Seinfeld is. Now, Seinfeld and The Simpsons both came out in 1989. These are OG sitcoms. However, they are not the oldest sitcom that is on this list. No, no, no. There is a sitcom that is on number six that came out before both of them in the year 1987. And it is, I think, this is like, this one could have been higher. But I think it's still because of how funny the other sitcoms in my top five are, it just makes sense to leave this one. But this one also has a lot of sentimental value. And that's Full House. Bro! Everywhere you look, everywhere. Bro, it's so funny. And it's on Max and Amazon Prime if you have those. And Hulu. You can watch Full House almost anywhere. They started in 1986. Wow. I'm telling you, man. Danny Tanner, Jesse, Uncle Jesse, Stephanie DJ Tanner, the twins, Kimmy, Becca, Uncle Joey. Dude, come on. This was literally one of the funniest sitcoms ever. And it's also just like, I feel like I learned a lot of good lessons from Full House. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these sitcoms I'm about to mention now, they are just all 90% humor, like 95% humor. I really didn't learn anything as a human being. But I really felt like I learned a lot from Full House as a person. So Full House is number six. It's hysterical. And I love it so much. So that leaves us in our top five. And top five is was very tough to do because personally I like all five of these one two and three or let's say one is pretty secure two is pretty secure three four and five could fluctuate depending on the day that I'm feeling so let's just start with number five I actually think three and four could fluctuate I think five is pretty good number five parks and recreation I love that show it was hysterical it was funny i liked the earlier seasons more a lot of these shows you know like they have like a not a signature character but like when one when you have the original cast when you started the show it makes sense and whenever you lose that cast member you know then it like kind of affects the overall morale of the show and that's kind of what happened with me in parks and recreation whenever chris pratt um, left Parks and Recreation because I love Chris Pratt. When he stopped being on Parks and Recreation, I, you know, I kind of just stopped caring. I muscled through, but it, to me, just wasn't the same because, like, you latch on to your character 
And so, yeah. And so Parks and Recreation was hysterical, though. The seasons that I watched, especially with Chris Pratt in it, I just thought it was always so funny. And I liked even the idea of it, you know, City Hall and the city type thing. You know, it wasn't, I feel like a lot of these have similarities, but this one, and you'll see a theme, a base theme in all of these top fives, like on the rest of these sitcoms. And this one was like City Hall, Mayor, Councilwoman, whatever. And it was super cool. And I really enjoyed it. And it was funny. It was kept me on my toes because it had like a good story. I thought like a good point while also being hysterically funny. And so that is why I put it at number five. The main reason I put it at number five was because I didn't care for it that much when Chris Pratt left. Number four, and this one could easily be number three on any given day, but we're going to put it four today. And that is friends. I love friends. I had a blast watching friends. I will say, Parks and Rec, I did I, I did finish it. But Friends and the top three are I watched all the other shows that I mentioned, but like a lot of them were like sporadically, you know, like let's go back to Fresh Prince. I didn't watch Fresh Prince episode like a binge. You know what I mean? Like I didn't watch episode one all the way to the end. I had to see episodes here and there. And eventually I would like to believe I saw them all. Full House, I watched from beginning to end. The Simpsons, there is no end. And Big Bang Theory, like I mentioned, I've not fully watched yet. Parks and Rec. The last seasons are kind of vague on my mind or last season. I don't really know. I can't remember how many are. I know that Chris Pratt left at the beginning of season six. So I finished season six. I don't know if I watched seven or if there even was an eight. So I probably didn't even finish Parks and Rec. But when you watch five full seasons of a show and enjoyed it, I really think that's good enough to you decide if you liked it or not. But Friends, I watched from start to finish. Episode one to the very end because it was you know ahead of my time it was older than me so i had to go back and watch it but i just thought it was hysterical and my favorite character it's a tie between joey and chandler joey's just you're always having to pay attention when he's speaking because you just don't know what he's going to say or how he's going to say it but chandler's sarcasm rules the world i'm not going to lie some of the the females get on my nerves aka one individual female, a.k.a. Monica. But you know, y'all got your characters that you love and the ones that are kind of getting on your nerves. Monica kind of got on my nerves. And, but Ross was hysterical. I just, I liked Phoebe a lot. Rachel was funny. And I just liked the show. And Monica had her moments. I just, she wasn't my favorite. But Friends was just, it was so cool because like that was one of the first sitcoms like as I was older. I watched literally like from start to finish on my own and it was so funny and to see like their stories of you know Ross and Rachel's story how that plays out Monica and Chandler and then Joey's story and Phoebe's story individually I really really enjoyed the overall show and you laugh from episode one to the very end and one thing that's really cool that a lot of shows struggle with including some of the shows left on this list is they kept their cast like they kept the original core, you know, Monica, Chandler, Joey, Phoebe, Ross and Rachel are on the show from season one to the very last episode. And I like that. I like that they were able to do that. Every bit of the best part of their show, they kept it for the entire show. And that's, I think, what really helped them out. And so Friends is number four. I love Friends so much. And let's all go take a 
sometime at Central Perk. You know what I mean? Let's go get some coffee. If I could go and get coffee there, I totally would. Totally would. All right. So before we get to our top three, Friends was four, and we have our top three. I'm going to recap the list, but also give three honorable mentions. Four honorable mentions, actually. And they're going to be goofy, but I really don't care. So, first honorable mention, Disney sitcom Pair of Kings. You're probably thinking, what? Sitcom on Disney? In your top of all time? If you haven't seen Pair of Kings, go watch it. It's hysterical. I remember before, so like the summer, let's see, I did a lot of traveling in the summer. Periodically, through the end of my junior year of college, part of the summer before I left to go to Atlanta, and then the part of the summer when I came back from Atlanta, and then periodically when I'd be home during the senior my senior year of college, me and my mom would rewatch Pair of Kings, and we watched all of the show up until Mitchell Musso left. And because that show had so much potential and it only lasted two seasons, that is one of the reasons it's all my honorable mentions, but that show is hysterical and I love that show to death and it's very funny. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Another one, Disney girl meets world. I'll go ahead and say, cause I said there's four shows on this honorable mention. Boy meets world is also on here as well. I'm kind of putting them together, but also leaving them separate. I watched Boy Meets World periodically, but I watched all of Girl Meets World. Let me tell you, I learned about myself in these shows. It taught me how to be a human being, how to deal with things in life. And I do know the theme song to Girl Meets World with my heart. And it was just a good show. And Boy Meets World was the same exact way. They taught me things. It taught me how to grow up. Taught me life lessons. I think it's awesome. And then the last honorable mention is Community. Community is a very funny show. I just never really got into it myself, but I never got into like watching the full show, but the episodes I've seen were very funny. But when I told you I haven't watched many Big Bang Theory episodes, not watched all of Seinfeld or Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I've watched more of those than I did Community. So it was kind of just like Community can just be an honorable mention. I didn't I don't I've not seen enough community to actually get away putting it in my in my list. So Pair of Kings, Girl Me Twirled, Boy Me Twirled, and Community are the honorable mentions. All right, guys, here we go. To recap real fast, 10 Big Bang Theory, 9 The Simpsons, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, 8, Seinfeld, 7, Full House, 6, Parks and Recreation, 5, Friends, 4, and now our top three. Number three is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That show is so funny. Jake Peralta is hysterical. Captain Holt is hysterical. Rosa Diaz is hysterical. Charles Boyle make you want to just pull your hair out sometimes. Amy Santiago, a.k.a. Amy Peralta. Spoiler, don't care. That show is so funny. And from start to finish, I just loved it. And it had like, it had that sense. No. Sergeant Terry, it had that sense of it ended, it started and ended at the appropriate times. You know, a lot of shows, they try too much. They 
go longer than they should. And even, even I'm going to say this, even season one and season or even number show number one and show number two on this list suffer from the one thing I just said frustrates me. I like them so much that they still propel to be number one and number two on my list. But still, just like the way I applauded friends, Brooklyn Nine-Nine kept a lot of their people. People come and go for periods of time, but for the most part, everyone's relevant to the end. And it's nice. It's a good show. Good beginning, good ending. And I loved watching Jake Peralta. You honestly see character development. Some sitcoms, you like, you see it, but you maybe the show doesn't point it out. You know, like Chandler was more mature from the beginning of Friends to the end. And like you see that in other shows, but like it's really looked on in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Jake Peralta's development from episode one, season one to the very last episode. And so I think it's cool. It's super funny. It's different. And a lot of the shows, I, I didn't watch a lot of sitcoms growing up. I just watched a lot of other cooler stuff, to be honest with you. LOL. So I didn't learn about a lot of these sitcoms till I met Sydney. I learned about The Office before Sydney. I didn't watch New Girl, Friends, a couple of these other ones until, and then there's other sitcoms that Sydney watches that are not on my list at all. But like, I didn't watch any of those shows until I met her. Brooklyn Nine-Nine was a show I discovered myself. I found it on my own and I started watching it on my own. And I just thought that made it a little bit more special for me, you know, just because. And so, yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is number three. I loved it. It was very, it could have easily been number two. And honestly, on the right day, could have been number one. I take back my statement that three and four were really close. Three could, Brooklyn Nine-Nine could easily have been one or two. And that leaves us with number two, the show that I just finished recently, New Girl. New Girl was so funny. And it's I got to watch a lot of the episodes with Sydney. And the reason this was the better, made it better for me, was because I learned through Sydney that I actually have think she thinks I have a lot of similarities with some of the characters. Specifically, she says if you take Winston, Schmidt, and Nick and roll them into a ball and make another human being, it could potentially be me. And sometimes I don't know how to take that. She says, I can be as clueless and awkward as Nick. I can be as weird and quirky as Winston. And I can be as dramatic as Schmidt and high demanding. You be the judge of that. But New Girl was so funny. And it's kind of ironic. My least favorite character in New Girl of the main cast was Jess. Give me those three guys all day long. Give me Cece all day long. Even Allie towards the end. Jess kind of got on my nerves a lot of them times, let me tell you. Especially those last few episodes, man. But dude, it was a good show. The last season was kind of lackluster, you know. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I know I've spoiled a couple of the other shows, kind of. I'm not going to do that. But last season was kind of lackluster. Like, I felt like they didn't have to. I feel like they could have just extended season, the second to last season, by three more episodes and said everything they said in the last season. <clears throat> but there were some good moments in the last season. But 
seasons, I think it was season seven was the last one that I just finished. So seasons one through six, if I'm correct, were like golden and stuff. I just loved it so much. And it's a good show. I liked it. I loved it. I wish I had more of it. And that's why New Girls number two is because it was just like every episode's funny. I can always count on one of the characters taking the lead. And New Girl really could have been number one too. And there, I made an argument just the other day with Sydney talking about how New Girl could be my number one. Just because I feel like if, say one episode, you're not getting a lot of Winston. You're going to get a lot of Schmidt or Nick. And then one episode, you may not get a lot of Schmidt, but you're going to get Nick and Winston. Or you're going to get Winston Schmidt. Or Winston's, if you know what I'm talking about. And it's just crazy. And it's super funny. It's like when one person's got to step back, the other one shines. They're willing to do that. It was super cool. Super funny. One of the best shows ever. Number one, a lot of you guys might have saw this coming if you are a sitcom watcher and you notice that there's one show on this top 10 I have not mentioned. That's because it's at the top of the list. And that is The Office. I know some people may say that's a little cliche putting The Office in number one. But honestly, I think you're just a problem. I think you just like to be different and you just want to say, oh, you're so cliche. You put The Office at number one because it's there. A lot of people put The Office at number one because it's literally hysterical. And I just think that there's not many shows that can be as funny as The Office or like also just really sometimes make you just so uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Because like, there's some episodes, man. Like, I mean, I'm literally, literally like in the fetal position cringe because of Scott's tots. That's all I need to say. Like, you honestly can't. You have physical reactions to watching this show. And it was just super cool because, like, in, in New Girl, I forgot the Jess's main real life name, but you know, she had already been a lot of big projects and friends. Jennifer Aniston was already relatively big. You know, friends also did the idea of having a lot of new people kind of get their start here. Brooklyn nine, nine, a lot of those people had already been in a couple of those, a couple of other things. Parks and Rec's already had a couple of other people. The idea of what I'm getting at is a lot of these shows already had big name people and they came and made a big name show. Other than Steve Carell already kind of being known, all the cast members of The Office, Rain Wilson, John Krasinski, Jenna Fisher, like these people were not superstars. You know what I mean? They weren't, this wasn't like, now we look back and we're like, this is a star, this is a, what's the term? This is, this cast is bopping. You know, you could just say that. This is a, I'm trying to think of the right word. Star-filled cast. Star-filled cast, yes. You got Craig Robinson. Amy Adams was in there for a bit. And I just thought it was hysterical. And they had a great cast, but you didn't know it at the time. Like, if you were watching this episode by episode, you're like, this is funny, this is great. But now looking back, I'm like, these are superstars. And it was just such a funny show. And I loved every second of it. And... I will say, actually, as I say, I loved every second of it, that this show did suffer, in my opinion, the drop after 
Michael Scott left. You may think, well, I'm just going to say Michael Scott was my favorite character without a shadow of a doubt. He was by far, without a shadow of a doubt, with no hesitation, my favorite sitcom character maybe ever and my favorite office character. Because I just love that. I never knew what he could say. And he's a great, Steve Carell's a great actor. The improv, I think, is what changed a lot of this show. You know, they write the show, but they left so much room for improv. And I'm not saying the other shows did it, but I've watched like a couple of the behind the scenes things of The Office and like their improv just made it like insanely better. And it's just so awesome. So when, when Michael Scott left in season seven, I believe season eight was the first full season he had left. And he might have left. I can't remember if he left at the end of season seven or. Oh, yeah, he did leave at the end of season seven was like. On season seven, episode 22, 22, I'm I'm spoiling this because you should have already watched this by now. This episode came out in 2011. Michael Scott left the office and there were four more season episodes in that season. And then they had season eight and season nine. It was nice to see a season nine like. The office, the thing, the reason it's number one is because when the office lost their superstar, I still enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was still one of the best shows on television. It just wasn't the same without Michael Scott. But without a shadow of a doubt, it was still one of the top shows. Incredibly funny. It has, like, my Michael Scott was my favorite character, but Jim, Pam, Dwight, Angela, Andy, Stanley, Kevin, Ryan, Oscar, Meredith. I'm just naming them off. Phyllis. These people are funny. And I really enjoyed it. I did not enjoy Will Ferrell, but I enjoyed everyone else. But yeah, it was just super funny. It's the best show I think of all time. I don't regret putting it number one, and I'm super glad that it's there. So that is my list of my top 10 sitcoms. Let me know what you think about my list. You can... I think if you're on Spotify, you can like comment things if you want. If not, follow my socials, Twitter, Instagram, all that. Ethan C. Glenn. It's pretty simple. Let me know what you think about my list. Text me if you have my number. Let me know because I think my list is perfect, but you can tell me that I'm wrong. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Ethan's Thoughts and listening listening to my sitcoms list. I hope you guys are excited for episode 50, our live episode of Ethan's Thoughts. I cannot wait. Hope to see you there. YouTube.com slash at Ethan Siegelin. Go ahead and subscribe. Turn on notifications so you'll be ready to go live on September 9th at 11 a.m. You guys take care, and I'll see you next week for another episode of Ethan's Thoughts.